this. You all get us set, set up. <laughs> I apologize in advance because I um, most times when I'm up here, I have the little the little microphone because I like to move around. So you all bear with me because I'm I'm, uh, I'm confined to this one spot. So y'all just y'all work with me. But we'll work it out. I uh, I laugh. Me and Bobby, we laugh all the time because I said right now I'm I'm getting my real challenge. You all are getting ready to see what I'm made of because this is the first time I've had to come up in the afternoon. I've had the good fortune of uh, presenting in the morning. So everybody's fresh, you know, the attentiveness and their minds a little bit sharper, you know. But see now, see everybody's had the opportunity to decompress. They've had a meal, you know, the sun's beginning to shift, body's beginning to downward shift. So now, you know, I got to deal with that. But I understand though, I, I got it. I do understand. So I'm not going to be up here long. I'm going to take care of my business and I'm going to get on down because I understand. I see your faces now and I don't, I don't, I got it. <laughs> I've been where you are, so I, I understand. So uh, this afternoon, I want to uh, talk about a lesson very briefly. It, I, think it's, I think it's useful for us to examine this. Uh, Bobby, Brother Bobby gave a message this morning about being sifted. And a lot of times, we don't know. You know it, it's so subtle. Those are things that we're not necessarily looking for because it's what the devil is, is hitting us with those things we're not concerned with. The things that we know we can deal with, he ain't worried about those. He's worried about those things that we're not paying attention to. He's patient. So in our lives as people, we deal with all kinds of things. Uh, we deal with all kinds of people, different personalities, different environments, and understand that some of those environments influence those people. So now we've got both of those things working against each other. So we've got to understand those things. Uh, some of us here... Well, at some point in our lives, we're going to be in a leadership position. In, in other words, we're going to be leading people, and people are going to be looking to us for the answers. Uh, so we're being looked at at that time to, to make decisions, whether, whether you're the head of the household or you're in your job. It doesn't matter. At some point, you're going to be in a leadership position, making decisions. People are going to be looking at you for those decisions. So people are watching us. And in, in our daily walk as members of his body, people are watching us. When we go out into the world, again, remember I said at some point we'll all be in a leadership position? So we're leading the charge for Christ. Amen. So we've got to understand that. So people are watching us. People are looking to see how we respond. People are looking to see, you know, okay, well, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond to this? So it's very, very important that it's incumbent upon us to remember that people are watching us. And more, not even people, but God is watching us. So we've got an obligation. We've got to understand those things. So the example that we set in the world the words that we say or that we don't say can implicate us and they can indict us. So we've got, again, we've got to be cognizant of those things as we go out because people are looking at us. Yeah. You know, you may not be in a quote-unquote leadership position, you know, in your job or whatever. But as I said, when we go out into the world, they're watching us. We're leading that charge for Christ. So we've got to remember those things. So I bring all that up because uh, we are people. Right? And we do get frustrated at times. You know, they're we get tired sometimes. We get weary. And those are the times that Brother Bobby was talking about when we could easily be sifted during those times because we may think we're fine. But those are the times. But in spite of those, we have to remain obedient and faithful to the Word of God. That's, that's our job. We've got to remain obedient, even in spite of those things. And again, like I said, sometimes as people, we understand it gets hard. But we've got to remember those things. So and our, during those times, our first initial thought should be, you know what? I'm going to do what God said do regardless. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the person I'm dealing with, whoever it may be, I'm going to do what God said do. Right? So the scripture that was read was the instructions that was given to Moses from God. Right? And we'll get to it, but 
in that instant, Moses, the only thing Moses had to do was speak to the rock. Yeah. Or in other words, follow the instructions of God. Yeah. For us. So now we'll go straight into our, our, our text. And uh, we read uh, verses 7 and 8 in Numbers chapter 20, but we'll, we'll back up. We'll get the whole context of it before we do anything. Let's see. So Numbers 20, beginning at verse 1. Then the children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And people contended, that, that is to say, that they were complaining, they were debating, there was a controversy in the midst. So now we have that, so log that. And people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. <laughs> now, understand that this isn't the first time that this has happened. So, and we'll get to that. But this is not the first time. So, how easy is it for us to sometimes forget when we get in a situation what God has done for us? And they got a little thirsty. They said, well, wait a minute, we're thirsty, we're thirsty. We could have stayed where we hadn't been thirsty. Not realizing that you were slaves. You were an enslaved people, and God brought you up out of that slavery. So as a mental exercise this afternoon, let's, let's all imagine a scenario that we've been in or could potentially be in, and let's look at Moses' situation here in the, here in the Bible. Uh, think of Moses. Now, now imagine this. You've got people complaining. And this is, again, this isn't the first time. So Moses is dealing with this. They, they're wandering. They're in the wilderness. And again, it, it, they're tired. They're weary. So now let's go deeper than that. So now you may have husbands who are the head of their household, and their wives are like, hey, look, hey what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So now there's pressure on that. So now we're thinking to ourselves, well, I got to do something. So now I got to go to Moses. Like, Moses, hey, my wife, I, listen, I got to take care of my family. What are we going to do? Everybody's coming to Moses with all of these concerns. We're thirsty. The animals, listen, that is our resource. We need for our animals to be okay because that's how we're sustaining ourselves. Listen, what are we going to do? So just imagine that. Again, we're still doing our mental exercise. Imagine that in your lives, right? Imagine the frustration. Imagine when it begins to continue to compound. Imagine that. Sometimes it can get overwhelming. Imagine Moses. Moses may have been frustrated in his mind, and I, and I don't know if he did this. I'm just inferring. But I, I, I say to myself sometimes, Moses had to have been standing there like this. You know? Just, just showing the weariness. Because, again, it's a hard job because you're leading these people. They're looking to you. They are looking to see what you're going to do. And, again, they have needs. And remember, they're being sifted. So now they're tired. You know, they're thirsty. They're weary. You know, their emotions are going all over the place. They've got, they're trying to deal. Imagine, imagine the kids. The kids may have been thirsty, so they may have been, they don't understand how to communicate. Hey, I'm thirsty. They might be crying. All those things are going on. And imagine Moses, Moses saying to himself, what is going on? What is going on? So now, that's one through five. So now we go to verse six. Verse six in Numbers 20. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And they fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord to them. Now, that is an appropriate response to a situation just like that. In our lives, when we go through those things, when, it, when we feel the pressure beginning to build, when we deal with things as people, the first response is we need to be praying to God. That's right. Amen. We need to be consulting with God. Saying, hey, listen, I, 
There's a lot going on. What, what do I need to do? That's, right. That's what we do because guess what happens? He tells you. Yeah. He instructs you. He guides you. All those things. But we've got to realize we have got to be cognizant enough of ourselves and say, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling the pressure. Because Moses had to have felt it. Because it says, what does it say? They fell on their faces. Now, I'm, I'm adding the emphasis, but they fell on their face. That means, that, listen, we need you. We've got these people. They are coming in all different directions. What do we do? And again, now, that's an appropriate response to that situation. And I think we can all agree about that. So again, in spite of all the things that we have going on around us, we've got to remember that we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to humble ourselves and say, you know what? In this very moment, my, my emotions are high. I'm feeling frustrated. I am now in a weak state. But you know what? That weakness helps me to realize, hey, I need you. I need you. But that humility, we've got to have that humility. And again, we've also got to get over ourselves. A lot of times, we can't even get over ourselves enough to say, you know what? I need you. And again, remember Mark 8.34 says, when he had called himself to the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Right. Now, that's an ongoing theme that we have in the body. So we've got to remember that even though we are upset, because imagine how he could have responded in that very moment. We're just talking about that very moment. He said, no, you know what? I need God because I can't do it. So I'm denying that part of myself. And again, that requires some humility. Right. So now we move on to verse seven. Verse 7 says in Numbers chapter 20, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So now, everything's still good to go. You know, we've consulted with God. God has given us our instructions. So now, now we have a solution. We have the solution now. Now we don't have, we can, that pressure begins to kind of die down because now we know, you know what God is, you know, he gave me the instructions. This is all I got to do. What he said. Do. And again, in spite of everything else going on around him, in spite of the people around him, in spite of the environment, the only thing that we are supposed to do is obey the word of God. Yeah, man. Speak to the rock. That's all we have to do. Right? So now let's look at that. Take your rod. Get your brother Aaron. Gather the people before the rock, speak to the rock, give everyone a drink. Now, that's five things. That's it. There's only five things that God said do. Hey, listen, these are the five things that I need for you to go do. Go do them. You'll be good. That's all you got to do. That's trust and obedience. Right? That's simple enough. I feel like we, this is easy enough. Five things. Right? God said, listen, that's five things. You can surely, you can do that. But in our lives, surely, we can do that. Surely, we can just... Pray to God and say, hey, I need you, and allow him and wait for him to give us the instructions. Again, we've got a, five things, is what he told Moses. So now, again, we have to humble ourselves. And, and 1 Peter 5, 6, beginning at verse 6, it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Again, verse 8, be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So now, again, it's incumbent upon us to pray. Because in those moments, again, as I said, when we begin to feel ourselves getting frustrated, the devil is waiting. Because he doesn't want you when you're at your best. Like, who? No. That, no. I know that you're going to be fighting. I want you when you're distracted. I want you when you are frustrated. I want you when you're at your job and people are talking to you crazy and you just want to respond in this particular way. When you are at the house, when your kids are getting on your nerves or your husband or your wife, that's when I want to deal with you because now I know that you're not watching. 
You're not being vigilant. I got you. But if we just speak to the rock, if we but consult with God, those are things we understand. So now, again, five things, right? And again, we can't, what we can't do is we can't assume based on previous experience. Remember when I said that this happened before? This is not the first time that Israel said, hey, look, hey, we're thirsty. Come on, Moses, you lead. No, we're following you. What are you going to do? In Exodus chapter 17, beginning at verse 5, And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also, taking your hand, your rod, with which you struck in the river, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So now when I, when I say you can't rely on previous experience, listen, God is very, very specific in what he wanted Moses to do. Yeah. Very specific. So anything outside of that would have been what? Disobedient. So again, we can't assume because what happened? We consulted with God. We asked him. He, he doesn't need to consult with us. So the thing that we have to do is listen to the instructions that he gives us. Allow ourselves to be humble enough to hear what it is that he wants us to hear and not hear what we want to hear. That's right. Right. Because a lot of times that's what we do. Yeah. But we've got to understand he gave Moses five things to do. And we'll go over again. Take your rod. Get your brother Aaron. Gather the people before the rock. Speak to the rock. Give everyone a drink. That was it. There was nothing extra that God said do. So now we got that. So now let's continue on. So let's see what actually happened. All right. So uh, verse nine. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. We're good there. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. We're good to go. So now we're good. We have done. We've taken a rod. We've gotten that. He got his brother Aaron. We got that. Check. And gathered the assembly together before the rock. Verse 10. Check. We're good. Now. Wait a minute, y'all. And he said to them, wait a minute, whoa, that's not in the plan. Because it says, take your rock, get your brother Aaron, gather the people before the rock, speak to the rock, give everyone a drink. Nowhere in there did it say, hey, you go say this. That's not what it said do. Again, obedience. Understanding that we're trusting in God because we consult, again, we consulted with him. No, we, Moses had a problem. He said, God, hey, I need you. I got a problem. God gave him the answer. The solution, all you had to do was speak to the rock. So again, and, and based on that previous experience, that sometimes that'll get us, because we think we know already. You say, okay, well, you know what, I, I don't need to use all that because this is how it worked out for me before. No, no, God is very, very specific in how he wants us to handle things that are going on in our lives. How he, he's very specific in how he wants us to handle people. So again, we have that obligation to be obedient. So now verse 11, wait a minute, let me get this, y'all. I want y'all to get this. Them, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we, bring, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Must we? We got to do this for y'all? Come on. So now we hear. Remember what I said earlier about when, we, when things go on in our lives? Now we see the frustration. Now we begin to see that breakdown, that emotional breakdown that we have sometimes when things just start getting on our nerves, that break, how we start breaking down in our jobs. When someone says the wrong thing at the wrong time, we just say, you know what? You got to get it. That's where we are. Now, Mo, that's where Moses is. That's where he has gone to because he has allowed things outside of him to influence how he's obedient to God. He, he has allowed that. Now, we have to ask ourselves the question very briefly. 
Do we allow things going on in our lives to move us, to affect how obedient we are? Are we adding steps? Are we, are we following completely the word of God? Is that what we're doing? And that's just the question. Because, again, this is for us. This example that God has given us is for our lives. So now, verse 11. Then Moses lifted his hand. Oh, wait a minute. That, whoa. Now? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice. Not one time. See, the, and he, here's the issue that I have. You hit it not just one time, but you hit it twice. Yeah. Two times. So now, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. So now let's, let's look at what happened. We've got the five steps. I think we've got that. Now let's look at what actually happened. He took his rod. Good to go so far. Got his brother Aaron. We're good. He gathered the people before the rock. Wait a minute. Now, Moses then said to the people, that's four. We're already at four now. Moses lifted his hand. We're at five. Six. Moses smote the rock. Wait a minute now. Hold on. I know, I mean, I know my math is not, not off. Moses smote the rock again. That's seven. We're at seven now, you all. Gave everyone a drink. So now we have gone from five steps to eight. Right? So we got the five. We know where the five came from. We got that. But there are three more steps that didn't come from God. So now in our lives, when we go through things, when God gives us the instructions, are we adding steps? Are we deviating from the plan that he's given us? Because step four is where we see the downfall. Step four shows us exactly where Moses was having that point of contention. And again, I say, and, I, and, and I prepped it for you all before we even got into this, because imagine, just imagine people complaining. You can see it in their face. But people looking at you, you looking at them, you trying to figure out what, y'all, what, what you want me to do. All those things, that pressure. All those things that we deal with in our lives. But in spite of all those things, we have got to be obedient. We have got to follow to the letter, the word of God. Because what that says is, we trust you. Because again, we consulted with him. He didn't consult with us. We had, he, Moses said, hey, look, listen, what am I going to do? And he gave him the answer. So what Moses did was, Moses spoke the problem instead of speaking the answer. He spoke the problem. He said, you, you rebels. Here. Y'all take this water. Get on out of here. Y'all take it. That's where he had gotten to. And we've got to understand that the only thing that he had to do was speak to the rock. And we'll see why that's so important. And again, that adversity, you all, we, we, we got to remember that we can't get so wrapped up in what we've got going on where we begin to lean on our own understanding because it can be, prob- scratch that, it is problematic. So also, we'll get to, ver- let me get to that. Verse 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron. Because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. So from that misstep, from those missteps, because he added three extra, we see the consequence. You know, and again, we got to remember that Moses and God had a close relationship. But even in spite of those things, listen, you didn't do what I told you to do. You, you didn't do it. I love you. But you didn't do what I said do. So now we've got that. And so Aaron, Aaron is in there. And I don't want to forget about Aaron. I think I, I want to very, very briefly. Moses in that moment, just like us, when we get in those situations, we don't recognize our limitations. We don't recognize those things. So what happens is we think, you know, I got it. I got it. I got it. I can handle this. And sometimes we've got to surround ourselves with people who are like-minded in that way. Because Aaron... Come on. When they first, when Moses first started on this journey, he ducked and dodged and said, hey, look, I'm not good with words. 
God said, you know what, I got you here. Here's your brother Aaron. Come on. Get over that. So now Aaron had an obligation in that moment to say, hey, whoa, whoa, you're getting ready to do something you're going to regret. Again, and, I, and I'm making that point. I'm inferring that because we've got to make sure that we put ourselves in situations where there are like-minded people to help us. Because we, sometimes, Moses didn't know his limitations. He didn't realize that he had gotten to a point where they had gotten on his last nerve, the one that you are saving. He hadn't found that one and got on his last nerve. And we've got to understand it. And the point is for us that, yes, we go through things. Yes, people challenge us. Yes, we deal with adversity. But if we but obey and consult with God in everything that we do, in every aspect of our lives, God will give us the answer. Amen. So we don't need to spend a lifetime speaking the problem. The only thing we have to do is just speak to the rock or speak the solution from the word of God. And again, what that's saying is we need to speak only, only, that's a very important word, only the word of God. Not only speak it, but we've got to believe in the power of the word of God. And then not only that, we've got to trust in the power of the word of God. Because if we go back to what happened, and again, there's some inference going on here. Moses may have had a hard time just speaking to the rock. He may have had a hard time. And he may have said, you know what, come on, I'm just going to hit this thing because that's what I did last time. Rather than trust in what God says, trust in the power of what God would have us do through his word. Trust in it. So now we have hitting it twice. And understand that it wasn't just for Moses. It was for the assembly as well. And that's why going back to the point about us being examples in the world. It was for the assembly as well. The example of glorifying God through his spoken word. Through his spoken word in the midst of a trying circumstance. Again, so when people are looking at us, looking, trying to see how we're going to respond, when we respond only with the word of God, glorifying him, taking those trials and finding joy in them, as he says, listen, they can, that's the example that we're setting. And it, imagine what that does when people see that. You know, so glorifying God in spite of. And even though, this is the beauty of it all, you all. This is it. And I'm done. Even though he didn't do what God said do. What did God still provide them with water? So even though we're not faithful to the word of God, God is still faithful to us. So that makes it even more incumbent upon us to just trust in his word. Because he'll still, in spite of that, he still took care of it. So the only point that I'm making this evening, that I've made, I hope, is give him the glory. Give him the glory in your life in spite of. And again, like I say, we, you know, we go through things. We deal with things. We deal with challenging people. We deal with all kinds of things in our lives. But even in spite of those things, we've got to remember to consult with God, wait on him to provide us with the answer. And then once he gives us the answer, follow his instructions for that answer. So I trust and pray that uh, you all have gotten something from the lesson. And if you are here today and you have not yet obeyed the gospel, uh, understand that you've got a decision to make. It is God's purpose that all men be saved. All men. Through his son Jesus, who in the form of man walked this earth, was crucified, died on the cross, giving you an opportunity. Because again, that's what's guaranteed. You have salvation through Christ. But walking out of this door without obeying the gospel, which is the gospel of Christ. The next five or ten minutes, we don't know what's going to happen. So you have the time that you have today. And again, he gives you 
the instructions that you need for your life. Just obey. And if you have, if you are a member of the body, and you have begin, begun to add instructions to your life, you begin to add things, you deviated from God's original plan, listen. Come to him. Say, you know what? Listen, I need you. Get over yourselves. Humble yourself and realize that he's waiting on us. Because again, God's position will not change. Even though we're not as faithful as we should be, guess who is? God. So just come to him today and do those things now. We forget. We stand and sing our invitation song. Living below in this old sinful world.